Hey there, Curiosos. How you doing? This is Christopher Scarborough, your co-host, and with me I have... Joe Taylor. Your other co-host. We're starting our Crypt Kicker 5 Halloween October Stravaganzer. Just like last year, this year we are again going to give you five episodes, one for every single week in October. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? Instead of coming to you bi-weekly like we normally do, yep. we're going to give you five awesome episodes. Yep, that's five times. Five times the Curioso. Hi, Curioso. My name is Rachel, and here is my Ouija board story. When I was in high school, I got invited to a birthday party on a Friday night by one of my friends slash classmates. And at the party, there was a bunch of kids, and we were in her basement, and she thought it would be an awesome idea if we broke out the Ouija board and everyone put their hands on it and tried to summon a spirit or whatever. I didn't really touch the thing. I just kind of stood on the sidelines and watched. But, you know, they played, they fiddled with it for a little while, and the party went on. Uh, The following Monday at school, I ran into her again, and she said that she was scared because she feared that they had welcomed a spirit into her, her house when they played the Ouija board. And I asked her, how so? And she said, well, for the past few nights, since then, I keep feeling this presence trying to crawl into bed with me. I think it might be an incubus. Now, that definitely frightened me. I never really heard a follow-up on that story. I don't know if she really did feel something or if she was kind of cuckoo herself, but I just thought it would be interesting to share on your uh, Ouija podcast. Anyway, love the show. Peace out. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. It's seance time at the Curioso. I I think that's just a broomstick with some linen on it. Uh, you're not going to, like, rip my tarot cards in half, are you? I could. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I could some... release the hanged man. Yeah, yeah, we can do some uh, some divination. I'm, I am I like uh, divining. I, I like divine. Yeah? Yeah, in yeah, all John... the John Waters movies, yeah. <laughs> John Waters movies, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is that kind of what we're talking about? No, not even close. Oh. No. We're talking about talking boards. Oh, you mean spirit boards? Yeah, spirit boards. Witch boards. The witch board. Witch board. That board. Which which is which? Oh, no, no. That was, that's last episode. All right, right, go ahead. Ouija. Ouija. 
Ouija gonna do a good episode. <laughs> Mario and Luigi. <laughs> right. So our topic today is the Ouija board and other similar boards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, if you don't know what the Ouija board is, it is a uh, it is a, a flat board made of cardboard or possibly wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is sometimes metal. Okay, I've never seen a metal one, yeah. but I'll take your word for mm-hmm. it. Uh, it is laid out flat, and on imprinted on it are uh, very, uh, certain certain things. First off, you have the numbers between one and uh, zero to to nine. Then you have all twenty six letters of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes straight rows, sometimes in an arc. I've seen them in like diamond patterns. Mm-hmm. I've seen just kind of in just random patterns, but you do have all 26 letters of the alphabet on there. Now, what I like about the classic Ouija board, mm-hmm. okay, is that you have the, the arcing of the letters, mm-hmm. okay? It's in two rows mm-hmm. at 26 letters. If you split 26 letters in half, mm-hmm. that makes 13 and 13. Mm-hmm. So you have the first 13 letters, and then starting from uh, N... On mm-hmm. the bottom, you have the second 13 letters. Right. So I really, uh, I just, I don't know, bringing it back to our 13th episode <laughs> right. when we talked about 13, just wanted to mention that. And then some of them even have a comma mm-hmm. and a period. And uh, the the Ouija that we have, mm-hmm. okay, so Ouija is spelled <laughs> O-U-I-J-A. Right. Uh, for Joe's birthday last year, I bought him a Ouija board, which is W-E-E. Dash J-I. Right. So, yeah, it's a Ouija knockoff. Right. And that actually has an ampersand. Mm-hmm. So bringing it back to our punctuation episode <laughs> right. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But all the boards that I've seen have the words yes and no. So you can, uh, it can give you one word answers. Right. Very easily, yes or no. Right. Uh, a lot of them also have the sun and the moon, mm-hmm. the sun being on the side with the yes, the moon being on the side with the no, typically. Right. Um, but, you know, there's all kinds of boards. I mean, there's like angel boards that you supposedly talk with angels, and there's angels mm-hmm. on it. You know, demon boards, uh, you know, certain... I mean, they're, they're all different kinds. Right, right. The first board had a couple of other words on there. Mm-hmm. It had good eve on the bottom left and good night on the bottom right. Okay. Now, some of them have other variations of that where they'll just say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Some will say goodbye and good day. Uh, so basically the... Um, Spirit? Yes, yes. But it, it is like the Ouija version of the off switch. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how you turn the game off, basically. All right. Is to so hold on. The, I just want to get this straight. The good eve mm-hmm. is to say what is that? Well, that's what I'm saying. In the the original printed board, um, it would tell you, you know, like um, when is this going to happen? Good day, sir. Good day. Right, right. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, good morning, good evening. Uh, they can still be used in conjunction to a lot of questions that people ask these talking boards. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you only really have the goodbye. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know, we also, since we're explaining the board and what it looks like, I also mm-hmm. want to mention that 
a lot of people believe that this is a way to talk to spirits, to talk mm. to people who have passed on. Right. Some people think that you can talk with angels. Some people think you mm -hmm. can speak with demons. Um, and I'll get into this later. Some people think that you can speak with your higher self. Okay. Whatever that is. Sure. Um, and uh, and then other people uh, also think that it's just a good way to have fun on a Saturday night. And there's that. And the boards come with one of the most important pieces ah, of this game. The planchette. The planchette. Yeah. Which in French means the little plank. It's a little plank. A little plank. Just a little guy. Some people call it a dialing plate. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's used to basically point to your number or letter yeah. or word or zero in however you see it's fit. It's like a laser pointer. Exactly. Into the spirit world. Exactly. Some of the older ones were rounded with a little nubby pointer. Mm -hmm. Eventually, they kind of morphed into this sort of triangular, heart-shaped, you know, uh, shaped thingy. Like a teardrop? Yes. So, yeah. Some have a little porthole, so mm -hmm. you can look down and see what the, the letter or number is. Yeah, a little spyglass. Right. Right. Okay. Some of the predecessors before the Ouija board came out were just regular planchettes, and they were used for automatic writing. Mm -hmm. So basically spirit writing. So you'd have a, a planchette with a little hole where you would put a pencil. Yeah. And you'd put it on a piece of paper, a special spirit paper, whatever. Um, <laughs> quote, unquote, <laughs> spirit paper. And you would commune with the, the spirits, as it were, and the answers would come through you and be written down. Mm -hmm. Now, they took that regular planchette that people were using for years and years before. Well, it, it's like, so it's the same kind of shape. It's that same teardropped or heart-shaped yeah, sort of thing. Egg-shaped, round. Mm -hmm. I've seen a couple different throughout the... Yeah, but but it's got like three pegs, kind of like the ones today. Traditionally, yeah. But the, the third peg, the one up front, actually has a hole, mm -hmm. and that's where the pencil goes. Yes. So the picture that I saw. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So so you kind of just use it, and you're, uh, you know, you're kind of just moving it around, and then you, you look at it, you kind of divine it like you would with, uh, you know, tea leaves or whatever it mm -hmm. is, and you see a if dowsing rod yeah, or you a see pendulum. if there's any writing you know, on the paper that you can read. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and that came from a different plane or your sense, you know, you're a different self, your subconscious, whatever right. it happens to be. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they didn't just use the planchette, Joe. Sometimes they would just take a glass, turn it over, and sit it on top of the board. Everyone would touch it, and th they would use it that way in order mm -hmm. to, you know, to scry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... <laughs> Who hasn't lost their planchette? Seriously. Yeah. Well, you know, it is just a piece of plastic. Little plank. You were talking about, like, dowsing rods and things like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's very, you know, very similar to that. So, like, yes. uh, you know, dowsing rod is a way for you to be able to, say, like, find water somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your, the, the rod kind of moves and it points in the, you know, direction that, that the water is in. Right. Um, and, I mean, this, you know, pe people still use this today to try and find wells and things like that. So, mm -hmm. but I just think it's, I think it's, I think it's neat. But it's also, um, you know, you, you have, you know, the, the tea leaf uh, reading, you know, you have right. coffee reading. These are all like forms of div uh, div divination. Right. Right. 
pre-Ouija, a similar device was first found in a Chinese document of the Song Dynasty in 1100 AD. Really? Yeah, there's actually a, a, a picture of this. And the method was known as Fuji, like, like the apple mm-hmm. or the place. Uh, and it was practiced in the Kwanzen school of Taoism. Okay. And so it was a Taoism practice? Yes. Uh, Kwanzen literally means all true. Okay. So the Chinese method of spirit writing used a suspended sieve or a tray to guide a stick to write out characters in sand or ashes. So basically write out Chinese characters. You know, you'd ask it a question and it would, it would uh, the spirits would, would guide that stick or that sieve or, or tray through the sand and ashes just like, uh, you know, regular talking boards or uh, when people use the dowsing rods, the, the spirits are guiding them to mm-hmm. that point. See, that sounds kind of similar to some of the other things that I've seen, which are the, the little plumb bob mm-hmm. uh, or a pendulum. pendulum. Yes. Yeah, where, you, where someone takes a pendulum. And there's even, there's, uh, even ways where people take it, they'll, they'll hang it over a pregnant woman's belly, and if it turns right, it's a boy. If it turns left, it's a girl. Right. Uh, but also, you know, you sit it in the sand... And, you know, it'll make little circles, you mm-hmm. know, and make little, you know, could feasibly write something, you know what I mean? I, right. I just, I, like, I've seen that before. But I've also seen it where they've taken a pendulum and put it over. Uh, basically, it's almost like, a, you know, a spirit board. Okay? Yeah. Or it probably is a spirit board, yeah. I guess, technically. But yeah. it, using a, pe- a pendulum instead of a planchette. And the way it moves, it will spell things out. Yes, correct. So I've also seen it used that way. Mm-hmm. Well, these, the, the, the Chinese method that they were using, the, the Fuji, uh, the, the stick actually roughly resembles a dowsing rod mm-hmm. that they were actually using. So it, it's sort of that V-shaped or Y-shaped, you know, uh, dowsing rod, the traditional dowsing rod. Yeah. Um, and then you can either hold them in both hands, so you have one in each hand, or just one. Mm-hmm. Divination can also be found in multiple cultures throughout centuries. Uh, There's evidence in Greece, Rome, India, and medieval Europe for them all using this sort of divination, whether it was, like you said, tea leaves or pendulums or uh, reading knuckles or, you know... um, Rolling bones. Rolling bones, yeah. yeah. Like runes and things like that. Even reading, like, animal intestines. Go back to our our harvest episode. Mm -hmm. So anyway... uh, Fuji was eventually forbidden by the Qing Dynasty from 1644 to 1912. So the Qing Dynasty? Yeah, Q-I-N-G. Like, oh, okay. King. All right. Uh, so when they, when they finally took over, they're like, okay, no more of this. It, however, is still currently used in Taoist temples in Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Malaysia. All right, so what we're talking about is really, you know, it, the divination is falls in that category of spirit writing, automatic writing, or psychography. Psychography? Mm-hmm. Wow. Psychic writing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people have believed in this. I mean, we even had this during, like, the Cold War, 
you know, yeah. you know, yeah. back in the '60s, we had like the what were the, the they were just automatic writing, but they were also like uh, trying to psychically see what the Russians were doing, mm-hmm. you know. And they, they they apparently got it right some of the time, which is crazy. But yeah, but that's that's odds. The yeah. odds are somebody's gonna get something right. You know, if if we took a test in school and we put all C's, odds are you're gonna get you know a, a C average mm-hmm. on that test. So what what is divination or spirit writing? It's writing words, or in the the case of the Ouija, it's finding words or letters or numbers without consciously writing them or seeking them. Some people, you know, subconscious or it's a different realm, like we said. And, and the words are said or claimed to be from those places. However, most scientists and skeptics attribute the phenomenon to something called the idiomotor effect. Have you heard about this? I have, actually. And... Uh... I, this is this is what they attribute like the dowsing to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they they were yeah they've done some studies on this, uh, I believe, during like the early twentieth century. Uh, people have been doing studies on this since the introduction of the Ouija board, mm-hmm. and pretty much all of them have said the same thing. Yeah. So it was actually the idiomotor effect was first coined by William B. Carpenter in 1852 so this is oh so okay so i apologize i thought it was i thought he was looking at this in like the the 20th century he was actually looking at this in the 19th century correct all right correct he used the idiomotor effect to explain the movements of rods pendulums other implements by dowsers and and some things like uh table turning and lifting to basically I don't want to say debunk, but try to explain logically and scientifically how these mediums were were using these things. Mm-hmm. And this is this is pre Ouija. This is when people were just using you know planchettes and spirit boards and and uh, spirit writing. Still in the same realm of of the spiritualism movement that had come over from Europe years before no that's that's the thing is that it did it came over from europe but it it took it kind of became a craze here during the 1800s yes the, it so did. the 19th century so yeah. it, it was you had you had spiritualists doing seances mm-hmm. you know they were typically women yeah that were the the seance masters right. so you know you had like some other men that were around but typically women were the person that could say they could speak with people right and so the, the guys were there to basically pull the rope to lift the table up <laughs> you don't believe that the table lifted up by itself, Joe? Nope. All right. Well, you know, apparently we we have a non-believer here. All right. So, but no, I mean, but the, I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. but you you know so basically you had you know the, uh, this whole spiritualism movement. So you had people speaking with their loved ones, speaking right. with the dead. You know, I mean, you, you even had uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm not going to get too far into this, but you had people you know 
that were going around debunking it, you know, yeah. like trying to say that, that they aren't, weren't speaking with it, you know, but still interested. You know, there's a, a lot about Harry Houdini specifically. Yeah. You know, he was a magician. Uh, magicians don't actually really perform magic. Mm-hmm. They don't say that they do. They do. They perform illusions. Right. So he was going around debunking people because he had a great knowledge of that sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the way sleight of hand works. Mm hmm. Yeah. So he was saying, you know, stop taking advantage of people. So that he, yeah. that's what he was doing, going around and debugging it. But he still wanted to believe as well. Yeah. So, you know. I think uh, we all do. I mean, he's, yeah. Houdini is, you know, the 19th century of today's amazing Randy. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they they all want to believe. That, because that, that, would be that the, it could exist. That'd be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Because you, know? you can't rule everything out 100%. You know? Right, exactly. It, it, there's always a possibility that something could happen. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that we all have a spirit and it travels to the other side, uh, you know, and we can maybe talk with our loved ones after we're gone. Right. And everyone wants to hold on to that. And that's that's really what this what the Ouija board or spirit boards are all about, speaking mm-hmm. with people that have passed, speaking with, you know, things somewhere else in some other dimension somewhere. Right. So that that's yeah, that's what I find amazing. But back to what you were saying about the uh, idiomotor effect. Yes. So this is what they think moves the planchette around the board on the Ouija board. So right, right. Um, a, a good test to kind of show you uh, that the idiomotor effect works. So take a ring or take, you know, a little plumb bob, something, you know, heavy on the end of a string. Mm-hmm. And then hold it and think to yourself, you know, I want you to turn clockwise for yes, counterclockwise for no, and then think of a question and try to completely hold your hand still. And you'll notice that the question that you say out loud, eventually the pendulum will move to answer that question. Right. It will happen. Right. It's not necessarily a spirit. It's not necessarily, it, it's your consciousness, consciousness. Mm-hmm. it is your consciousness that will move it. It right. will happen. I mean, Carpenter, uh, William B., he argued that... <laughs> was that funny the way I it said It was that? funny. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, the muscular movement can be initiated by the mind independently of volition or emotion. Mm-hmm. That's very, very key. The power of suggestion can influence our subconscious. So it's kind of psychology, kind of uh, physiology, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like when... When you're exercising, you know, you tell yourself, you know, consciously, you got to get through it. You got to get through it. You know, just one more rep, one more step, one more whatever. That goes into your subconscious and you're more than likely going to get one more rep out of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even if you are dead tired, your subconscious and your willpower just kind of helps you through that. That's it's the same the same thing. It is your physiology. It is your your conscious mind, and it is your subconscious mind, all working in unison. There are parts of that which we do not understand. You know, our, our subconscious or our unconscious. Some people say uh, is hard to grasp with your everyday awake conscious self. So several scientific studies and tests have been conducted over the years in many many countries. Uh, All the studies have concluded that the idiomotor effect is the most likely of all culprits to explain what, at least for the Ouija board is, Mm -hmm. and probably for a lot of other so-called divination routines. Products. Yeah. (laughs) 
And second most likely is you're actually talking to a demon. Which would be rad. <laughs> you know, I'd be like Bart Simpson. I'd sell my soul for a sports car. Oh, it didn't appear. So, huh One of the things that I think is so enticing about the Ouija board is that the, the way the artwork is on it, you have the sun, the moon, it's very... The, the the sun you have the sun the moon it's it's just kind of really neat looking so yeah. it's very cryptic looking you know mm-hmm. and that's i think that's one of the just the artwork on it alone right. and then there's you know there's people that collect these these uh, you know the Ouija boards the yeah. spirit boards throughout history mm-hmm. and uh, some of them are just uh, just really amazing looking and then there's yeah. other people coming up with new ones all the time right so well like i was telling you the, the metal ones uh, they were made, I want to say, in between World War One and World War Two, uh, very short-lived, but they were also electric, so they would light up. So your planchette would go over the letter or number, or whatever, mm-hmm. and it had a little, you know, contact point underneath the planchette, mm-hmm. and it would light the letter, number, or whatever up. That is awesome. But because they went back into a war, they and were no all no more metal. Yeah, so a lot of them were scrapped. There yeah. was only a handful of those. I saw on eBay uh, a couple years ago, one sold for, I think, over $5,000. Wow. And it was, like, beat up, mm-hmm. like, seriously beat up. But there are collectors out there who still have those kind of pieces. So the Ouija board, let's, let's talk about this. Ouija is a brand name. Yeah. Okay? This is, like, um, Kleenex. Kleenex or Xerox. Yeah. When I want to go copy a, a paper and use a copying machine, my go-to is, I need to go Xerox something, you know, or I need a tissue to blow my nose. My go-to is, can I have a Kleenex? Not what the product is. I usually is. use napkins, but anyway. But you know yeah. what I mean? Or my yeah. sleeve. That I stole from a Starbucks. fast food restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the Ouija board is a brand name. So in... February 1891, the first advertisement started appearing in papers about the Ouija. The wonderful talking board. The advertisement goes on to say, a magical device that answers questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy. And it also promised never failing to amuse for recreation of all classes. So pretty cool. And it sold for like a buck fifty. So a year before the first advertisement came out, however, a Baltimore businessman by the name of Charles Kennard Mm -hmm. got together. It was about 1890, and actually it was on April 25th, 1890. He was hanging out with another another investor. His name was Elijah Bond. Right. Also, Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, was there. Mm -hmm. Peters was there. Helen Peters was there because she was... A strong medium, right? Okay, as as told by Elijah Bond, mm-hmm. they got together and they had a talking board or a spirit board mm-hmm. that they wanted to create and and just take and mass produce. And they were trying to figure out a name for it. Now, eventually, we all know that the name became the Ouija. Some people say Ouija. Well, Ouija, Ouija, however you want to say okay, it. Okay. 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 The we would be we as in yes for French. Right. And ja would be the German word for yes as well. Right. So some people think that that's the way it came out. It was Ouija for yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, 
there are other differing stories that the uh, the, the Ouija board was also told by the board itself. So the name was actually created by the board. They asked what it wanted to be called, right? And, and the three of them used it mm-hmm. and did a seance, mm-hmm. and it spelled out Ouija. When Elijah Bond asked, "What does that mean?" Mm-hmm. the Ouija board spelled out "Good luck." Right, and so somewhere in in the midst of that, it became a, an Egyptian word. The Egyptian, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's luck. also they said, well, but here's the thing: is that only about a decade before mm-hmm. had they found like the pharaoh's tombs and, yeah. and all that other, you well, know. And see, that's that's the thing. In this era, you know, you had spiritualism, you had uh, discovery of, you know, these ancient ancient ruins in Egypt. You had a war going or that just ended. Mm-hmm. You know, so. The place was in a lot of turmoil, mm-hmm. you know, all over the world. There was a bunch of stuff going on. So we were kind of, you, you know, uh, being drawn into this this uh, sort of sense of, of there, there's more out there besides all this chaos, something more spiritual. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get my, my head in the mindset of, of that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I know most of these people were kind of just out to capitalize on the spiritualism movement and make a buck off of it. Because spirit boards have been around a lot longer than Ouija came out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they've, they've been around for a very, very long time. Right. I mean, you were, you were talking about the first ones in China. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, they've been around for, for a very long time. This is just the first one that, that was, was mass-produced. Yeah, capitalized right. on. Right, it's, it's exactly. like Ford and the cars. Mm-hmm. Ford didn't invent cars. Yeah. He just figured out a he way. He just made it the best. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just figured out a way to mass-produce them using an assembly line. Yeah, well, the best out of his time. He, I mean, he, he, he was. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. But uh, so we were talking about uh, Ouija. Now, it, it, the board answered that it was for good luck. But mm-hmm. also, uh, uh, Helen Peters had, some, had a little locket, okay? okay? She produced it at that point, and it actually had a picture of a woman in it. Okay. Above her face was written Ouija. Interesting. Now, uh, there's some... Uh, Mumbo-jumbo? No, no, no. Well, there's... there's <laughs> There's some contention about this that it was actually a writer that was uh, Marie Louise Ramey, and she was a uh, fr- she was a uh, believe she was a French writer, mm-hmm. and her pen name was Ouida, O U I D A. Okay, and they think it was uh, a like possibly a bastardization of that that they just kind of got the spelling. Improper. Okay. Yeah. So it might just be an homage to this kind of uh, kind of this literary writer, mm-hmm. you know, at their time. So she was a kind of a strong woman who I believe never never married, and she had a few dalliances, and mm-hmm. she write a few love books, you know, kind of you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wink, yeah. wink, love books. Mm-hmm. You know, and she she had a lot of beloved female readers. So they think that Helen Peters possibly just sort of wanted to name it after her, and then the story about the board naming itself came out of that. So, But also, I just kind of wanted to mention that even though her name is Ouida, O-U-I-D-A, take a look at the name Elijah, mm-hmm. E-L-I-J-A, you have that I-J-A at the end. So mm, okay. I'm thinking between all of these, possibly, they were just co- trying to come up with a good, cryptic-sounding sort of name. Probably. It's you know? kind of like um, Ronco. 
Yeah. You know, uh, Ron Popeil's company. Yeah. Just it's being Ron His Co. name yeah. and company. Exactly. Maybe they did, you know, they picked, uh, who else has an O in their name? You know, well, Weta, the the one the the writer that that Helen Peters was kind of infatuated with, she had mm-hmm. a locket with her the, her picture in right. it. So I mean, I'm saying like I think that it possibly is just kind of an amalgam of, yeah. of all this stuff, you know. Exactly. And it's possible that yes, they maybe looked up the board and the board figured it out and kind of and, and went its way and mm-hmm. maybe a spirit told them what it was actually called. You sure. know, who knows? But I, either way, I just think it's kind of it's kind of neat. That's kind of kind of the story of how. The name came up. And, of course, nobody was in that Baltimore boarding house to know <laughs> besides three people, and they're all passed along. Of course, right. I guess we could probably just summon them up with Let's Ouija. Let's just break and, out the board again. Yeah. We got two of them here. Yeah. All right. So that that first Ouija board was owned by the Kennard Novelty Company. Mm-hmm. And that's Charles Kennard, and his investor was Elijah Bond. Right. So right. I also wanted to mention, and I'm sorry to, to jump in here, Joe, but mm-hmm. Elijah Bond was also, he was from Baltimore. Yes. And I wanted to also mention that he was a tax collector from Anne Arundel County, the current county that we are in right now. Mm-hmm. So he, between, I believe it was 1873 to 1877, right. he was actually a tax collector. Nice. So I just think that's kind of nice. neat. He, he's a Baltimore guy, and we're from Baltimore, so I just sort of wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. As well as his grave is in the Greenmont Cemetery, and we <laughs> hopefully yep. plan on visiting that and, uh, and having some video of that as well. Uh, as well as visiting his grave, on his grave is a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. This, happened, this happened in 2007 right. by a gentleman from, uh, he's actually from Salem, Massachusetts. His, his name is Robert Murch, and he actually coordinated getting a gravestone because he was in an unmarked, unmarked grave. Right. So, right. you know, since he was had, a, had a, a lot to do with getting the Ouija board out there and mm-hmm. existing, this guy, uh, Robert Murch, I also wanted to mention, is a uh, collector of old Ouija boards. Yeah, yeah. Ton of them. Something over like 500 yeah. boards. Yeah. So he is like the go to when anybody wants to know the history of, of Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. He's like the tippity top. You know, historian for Ouija boards. Yeah, pretty cool. So yeah, it is kind of kind of cool. And I'm I have his web page on the show notes as well. All right. So yeah, and he created that for Elijah Bond. Nice. And it's nice. we're gonna go visit that. Yeah. Right. This Definitely. weekend. We yep. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Kennard Novelty Company actually sold the company to Parker Brothers, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, they, um, you know, at some point, I believe it was the... It's like late 60s, right? Yeah, it was the yeah. 60s. It was it was the, the children of Cunard that, yes. that were, that had the, the, you know, they had the company now. The control. Yeah, and they were like, okay, let's sell it and make some money. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so that's, that's what, what they did. did. So yeah. all of their, all of the products that the Cunard company had now we're owned by Parker Brothers. Mm-hmm. And Parker Brothers put out the Ouija board for forever. Yeah, and they, they were basically, and it went through a few iterations. You know, it's changed. In 1991, the entire Parker Brothers... Uh, Ouvre? Con- yeah, conglomerate <laughs> Ouvre was then sold to Hasbro. Mm-hmm. So now any Ouija board you get from 1991 and on are going to be Hasbro. I has a Ouija, bro. <laughs> now, there are, I mean, besides the quote-unquote Ouija boards, there are a myriad of other boards. Not just that, Joe, but also there's a myriad of just Ouija boards put out by Hasbro because 
one of the ones that we used earlier tonight mm -hmm. uh, that you will be having a video of, and you can you can see that, and that'll right. be on our show notes at mm -hmm. uh, thecurioso.com backslash Ouija. That's O-U-I-J-A. That was uh, a that yeah. was a pretty uh, intense seance. I yeah, it was pretty yeah. intense. What, yeah. The one that we were using actually has a light up planchette. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is totally twenty so, first century. Except for yeah, yeah, uh, but also we you know they they have a glow in the dark Ouija board mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. and also a hot pink Ouija board. Ooh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. no, hmm. it's that that's probably aimed for the. 13-something slumber party girl going. I think going. it's the tween slumber party That's thing. That's it, tween, kind of yeah. Thing. But, um, I mean, there's probably some bronies that take it, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, but, so, weird thing about the hot pink uh, Ouija board. Okay. okay. As you know, Joan Rivers has uh, passed just recently. Mm -hmm. God rest her soul. But on the TV series that she was on called Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best, right. they did use a hot pink Ouija board during that during one of the episodes, huh. the February 2012 episode. So they, they were using it on there. Now, uh, before she died, there was a writer by the name of Aaron Sagers, and he actually got a hold of her and had her sign this hot pink Ouija board. Hmm. So I just think it's kind of neat that you know he had his own hot pink Ouija board. He had her sign it, and uh, now she's uh, now she's gone. So hmm. you know, and That's uh, crazy. he was yeah he was asked whether he would uh, try to conjure her up, and uh, he's kind of a skeptic, and he said that uh, he would he might give it a try. So I just think that's kind of neat, you know. So there's a, a ton of you know famous people that have you know pretty much endorsed and used Ouija boards, and it's been through pop culture for several, several years. One of my favorites is is the use in an Exorcist. Mm, yeah. When, mm -hmm. You know, it's a 70s movie, and the, the, the use of the Ouija board is maybe two minutes in the movie, it, you know. Uh, and Reagan, the little girl, she's using the board, and she's using it alone, and her mother comes in, and uh, she tells her mother that Captain Howdy is the one giving her the answers when she's using the board. So, and I always remember that sort of uh, weird, ominous feeling that could be a an imaginary friend, or it could be something brought to the other side by the Ouija board. Well, a lot of people think that that that's you know that the Ouija board is dangerous. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that say don't mess with the Ouija board. Oh yeah, and and yeah. The, you know a lot of people think that you're really commuting, talking with spirits, and there's possi a possibility that something from the other side can come through and possess you. Yeah, and and that's that's where that is. Now you were talking about the Exorcist. Yeah. So I wanted to mention uh, in Cottage City, a Maryland boy played uh, was playing with a Ouija board. He was experimenting with it. And he had some uh, some symptoms where he wasn't feeling very well. Uh, manifestations occurred in his presence. Uh, there was a shaking of his bed, sudden movements of the room furnishings. Uh, and, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. The Washington Post first reported on the incident August 10th, 1949. Hmm. Um, and then lots of other articles followed, and the boy, you know, kind of just went through, uh, you know, a lot of, like, medical science that couldn't treat any of his maladies. And then eventually he was cured by a Catholic priest uh, in 1951. 
And uh, uh, there was a few magazines that came out to try and follow up on it, uh, but nothing really happened. And then uh, in 1971, William Peter Blatty's uh, wrote a novel about it, and that became the blockbuster movie, like mm-hmm. you were talking, The Exorcist. Yes, sir. So, yeah, so that, that happened uh, right in Maryland as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I also want to mention that we have several times been to The Exorcist Steps in oh, yeah. D.C. and Georgetown. Oh, yeah. They're so. not as creepy during the day. They're not, and yeah. they've got a little graffiti on them right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, so All the college kids running up and down, you're like, Meh. No, they're just jogging. Not really yeah. scary. They're not really scary when a priest isn't falling down them and breaking <laughs> right. his neck, you know? Right. So people like Bill Wilson, the co-founder of Alcoholic Anonymous, used a Ouija board and conducted seances in attempts to contact the dead. Much of William Butler Yeats' poetry was inspired by um, occult use of the Ouija board. We've got cases where people have... have um, basically blamed Ouija boards for murder and other suspect things. Uh, in 94 in London, a convicted murderer, Stephen Young, was granted a retrial after it was learned that four of the jurors had conducted a Ouija board seance and had contacted the murdered man. Wow. Who, who had named Young as the killer. Young was convicted for the second time at his retrial and jailed for life. So I don't know if that actually counts as real evidence. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got a slew of them. You know, people have, have done a bunch of crazy things. So Carol Sue Elvaker actually knifed her son-in-law in the middle of his chest mm. and then packed her daughter up and her two grandchildren in the car. She was uh, 53. Wow. Packed her, her her daughter and her two grandchildren up in the car and then drove uh, just down the interstate. This happened in Oklahoma. Drove down the interstate and slammed into a road sign trying to kill them all. And despite breaking both of her ankles, Ooh. she managed to vault over a median barrier, rip off all of her clothes, and go running naked into the forest. Sweet. And, yeah, police arrested and charged her with first-degree murder and uh, it was said that this was done right after a session with the Ouija board in where it told her to stab her son-in-law. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, this is, these are the kind of things that make people think that you can actually become possessed by it. So if you take the scientific route, as I will, uh, the ideomotor effect basically says your subconscious makes your muscles do what what you really truly want it to do so if like you said with the pendulum yeah if you think yes you will more than likely get the answer you're looking for not saying all the time mm-hmm. uh, depends on how in tuned your subconscious is with your muscles but that woman stabbed her son Probably because she wanted to. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean it's it's. And you're just blaming it on on a on a, a you know a piece of cardboard. She was probably crazy to begin with, but or you know, that or yeah. that yeah so, definitely. But you know what? How about an entire town going crazy, Joe? Mass hysteria. Yeah. How about Ouija mania? Have you ever heard of El Cerrito, California? Yeah. So El Cerrito, uh, on March seventh in nineteen twenty. 
uh, headlines came out saying the whole town has gone Ouija mad. Uh-oh. So they were all driven insane after using Ouija boards. A girl, 15 years old, was found uh, naked, and it was because she could communicate better with the spirits. In the following well, clothes day- on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I do it. Yeah, that's how I commune with spirits. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I drink spirits, too. Yeah. Yeah, just come to- yeah. butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> in the following days, the madness spread to others in the town, including a police officer who ripped off all his clothes and ran hysterically into a local bank. So, uh, yes. Are you sure this isn't like ergot poisoning? I know. Ergot, <laughs> ergot, what I need. Maybe yeah. the government was, was testing LSD on a, on a what, community or something? That's happened before. I, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, the entire population of about 1,200 uh, had me- mental health professionals uh, trying to, you know, come and talk to everyone and see what was going on and what, what this outbreak of Ouija mania was. They couldn't really find anything. Hmm. So I think it was basically like we talked about, like a mass hysteria. Everyone right. was going crazy. It's like but, um, in the, the 90s with the Furbies. Oh, how everybody was going nuts over it? Well, yeah. they are pretty crazy. They talk to each other. That is true. A toy that talks to each other. I mean, it's kind of cool, but a little bit on the, uh, you know, the creepy scale. The Well, you know what would be even creepier? If the Furby was actually not just talking to me, but had a spirit talking to me through it. Yeah. So, you know yeah. what I mean? That oh, would be that's, awesome. Oh, let's patent that. Yeah. A Furby Ouija. A Ouija Furby. Ouija B. Ouija B. Yeah, so um, I believe that uh, they're actually banned. Uh, Ouija boards are banned at uh, El Cerrito to this day. Really? Yeah. So, nice. Yeah, so I think that's really neat. Now, I also wanted to mention, we, we were discussing, and I forgot this when we were talking about it, but with uh, Elijah Bond, and he actually received the patent for the Ouija board. Yes, he did. So, uh, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, so Helen Peters, he brought uh, him and uh, Charles Kennard. Mm-hmm. They all went to the patent office. Uh, they brought Helen Peters because you know she, she is was a the medium. You know, uh, yeah, well, a, a very yeah, a very good medium, a right. proper medium. Uh, and proper she medium. Was, <laughs> and she actually displayed how to use the Ouija board. Right. And it convinced the patent office that it worked. Well, see, the patent office. <sighs> It was a weird line because they didn't want to approve something that they they could say, you know, uh, commune with spirits. Mm-hmm. It works only because spirits make it work. Yeah. But when they when they actually used it, it was such a weird line. They they found out that it worked. Mm-hmm. But the only way they got the patent was there was no fine print to say how it worked. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though Kennard and a bunch of you know his colleagues kind of were in the same vein with the theory of the idiomotor effect, you know they thought you know it could be the subconscious, it could be spirits. They didn't want to lump it all just to spirits. And the patent office did not want to put their name on it if you know it was going to be released as. Spirit board. Well, because it's supposed to be. That's the idea. Is it so? Is it a board game? Is it a you know a way to contact spirits? What mm-hmm. what is it now? So we we were talking about uh, you know just the the way to use it when we had, had kind of started the hour, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, one of the things that we neglected to mention is a lot of the time, the original uh, you know way to use it in mm-hmm. the directions was if you sat 
across from someone right. in, in a chair, you would put it on your knees. Right. Okay. Right. Now, a lot of the time, they, they would also, I believe in the directions, it says it's better if it's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So a thing is, is that if you, you know, you put it there, you kind of have to put your knees together. Mm-hmm. You're, you're almost playing footsie at that point, <laughs> oh, right? Yes, you so are. So you're, you're kind of, you're, you're there. It's a little titillating. You're right. moving the planchette around. Right. You're, you're touching each other. You're feeling kind of heightened. Mm-hmm. And then you're scaring each other as well. Yeah. That's why yeah. we go to see scary movies with, 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 you know, our people that we other exactly or, or to your... scare each other, and you you both get that hair standing on the on the back of your neck, and it's yeah. kind of a it's you know it's a sensual experience. Well, you have to, think. and that was what the Ouija board was. You know, yeah, it was a it was a in a time where men and women weren't supposed to be alone in the dark together unless they were married. Mm-hmm. They weren't supposed to touch each other unless they were married. You know, it was a very like it was extend... a way to kind of get around it a little. Yeah, yeah. it was a social game you know, a, a social uh, activity to do together, alone, together. So it, it was kind of, it was kind of neat. There's a really cool Norman Rockwell painting mm-hmm. where it's a man and a woman and they're sitting, facing each other, like you said, knees touching, and the, the, the girl is like looking off into space, you know, sort of like entranced, you know, like she's just reveling in the moment. And the dude's totally like checking out her chest. He's just looking right at her. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh man, this is going to go good tonight. You know, and it's that sort of, at that time, yeah, you you know some guy who's got a sweetheart, he can't. He's going to pick up one of these for a buck fifty. Yeah, and mm-hmm. be like, you know, come on, baby, we should really try it. It would be fun. <laughs> just me and you, alone, in the dark. With a few candles lit. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's mood over yeah. a couple of cocktails. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! <laughs> if I was in 1890, I'd be, I'd have a handful of these suckers. But you know how we were kind of talking about that, you know, just sort of like a date night sort of thing with the Ouija. Yeah, there are other people who think that it's a, you know, it really is a way to talk to your higher consciousness. It's a way it's to a talk tool. to spirits. It's a it's tool. It's a tool. Exactly. Yes. Now, uh, I just wanted to mention this woman named uh, Karen Dolman. Mm-hmm. She is a, uh, she's, I believe she is a therapist. Okay. Like a certified therapist. And she uses this to be able to talk to your brain, to your higher self. Okay. She also says that she can speak with other, you know, speak with spirits. It's a tool to be able to use in order to help someone get better. Like so, it breaks down the that that sort of wall that people put up consciously. Yeah. So they don't have to divulge any emotional internal tidbits. But if mm-hmm. you do it through through this board, they don't actually have to say anything. Yeah. They can just move the it's thingy. It's kind of like show me the on yes. the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly. Sort of, that's what I'm kind of thinking, right? Right. But no, I mean, I've listened to her. Uh, I've listened to a few other podcasts with her on it, mm-hmm. and mostly they're very like paranormal, you know, yes, shows. Yes. We're not really a paranormal specific podcast, right? But you know, I just wanted to bring her up, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, if it's helping people, right? You know, if if it's helping people, and it's and she's not duping them, then <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm per, you know, I'm perfectly fine with it. So right. if she's right. actually helping people, not duping them, and, and, and getting them to come out of their shells, then you know what? You know, work with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's it's made by Parker Brothers. It's <laughs> made by Hasbro. I know. Come on, guys. I know. Uh, one of the things that I think is is really interesting is that there there is a large community of people who think this, you know, game or this tool is – a portal or a doorway 
to evil. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stems back to back in the, the 1890s again, where you have that spiritualist thing yeah, where you had mediums. During that time, yeah. Hold on. You had mediums and stuff. They were the, they were the, the Ouija board. Yeah. So they were not getting paid because people were buying these things. Yeah. So they were the first... It's a way to do it in your home. Do it yourself. Yeah, it's right. DIY. Right. They were one of the first groups, not even the religious groups at the time. They were like, yes, yes, spirits, talk to them. You know, they are there. God loves you. You know, this and that. Beware of Satan. You know, they were actually neither, you know, for it or against it. They were just like, okay, sure. The spiritualists, like the mediums and stuff, they were the first ones to say, this is evil. Don't don't play this game. Don't do it. Just give me my 10 bucks, and I'll come over to your house and do it for you. Because I can only do it properly. You have right. to go through me. Right. And it, it, it has evolved to now include, you know, the religious communities where, you know, they, they've demonized the, the, the board as, as being something evil. And that's but, the thing as well. Like, at the time, this, the whole spiritual movement... You know that that wasn't considered evil. No, everyone was doing it. Yeah, and that it, was a whole that was the whole part. If you could speak with your loved one, it wasn't considered evil. It wasn't considered bad right. to do that. It right. wasn't. It wasn't like you know they weren't thinking about demons and devils coming through and things like that. Yes, mm-hmm. they existed, but they weren't coming through. You know this this you know spiritual you know what people were doing. You know right exactly. And, and you know eventually it you know kind of you know morphed into that. But I think that the the most hilarious part is that you still have that same aspect that a lot of people who are in the spiritual community the ghost community stuff like that still kind of like demonize the board like don't play with it by yourself don't don't even touch it you know it is evil don't burn it right don't you know don't look at it cross-eyed and there's a whole slew of things that we'll talk about Uh, and then the you know the church there are a lot of religions that still were like, do not, do not use it. But it's sold in toy stores. Yeah. That, and well, I also wanted to mention, of, of, so so this is, here's a few things. Uh, never seen one in a Walmart. Never seen one in a Target. Walmart's weird because Walmart has that thing where they will not sell movies and CDs. That, yeah, they'll that get like a special explicit. editing version and exactly. things like that. Yeah. So, so I don't. You know, Walmart makes sense for them not to have it. Yeah, but they didn't have it in a, a Target. I also went to a Toys R Us. I couldn't find it. But you said that you went to a Toys R Us and you actually got the one that we have tonight. Yeah, I have so. the the newest version with the light up uh, planchette, sitting right there on the shelf, right next to Hungry 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 Hippos. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, twenty bucks. I can commune with the dead now. Yeah. What? Well, but um, I totally forgot where I was going with all of this. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to mention is, um, on the way here, we were discussing doing the, the Ouija board. Uh, my transmission, uh, just dropped third gear. It's gone. <laughs> like first and second are fine. No third gear at all. It's an automatic transmission. Right. Uh, it keeps on going back to second and revving. I don't know if this has anything to do with the Ouija board. You didn't touch it. I didn't. I didn't even touch it yet. We were just yeah. discussing it. I so was looking it, up stuff about Zozo on the internet. Doesn't count. And does not count. Doesn't count. Doesn't okay. count. All right. You I did. looked at a lot of Ouija board. I was doing Google image search for Ouija boards while you were driving. No. Okay. Good. 
<laughs> All right. Do you want to know some uh, Ouija stitions? Yeah, let's Basically do it. superstitions okay. with Ouija boards. Uh, never play alone. All right. Ever. Uh, never let the spirits count down through the numbers or go through the alphabet as they can get out of the board that way. So don't let them count from zero to nine in succession. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the spirits will be loose. Really? Because I was planning on using it to teach my five-year-old the alphabet. <laughs> was that yeah, that it? was yeah. my plan. So. Okay. I mean, Sesame Street helps too, but yeah. you know, okay. there's no spirits. Uh, if the planchette goes to the four corners of the board, it means that you have contacted an evil spirit. Well, that's no good. No. Okay. Uh, if the planchette falls from the Ouija board, a spirit will get loose. Okay. So plan- planchette should stay on, on the, the board. on the board all at all times. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Uh, and there's, I mean, there are so many of these. Some of my favorites are never use the Ouija board when you are ill or in a weakened condition, since this may make you vulnerable to possessions. Okay. I've also heard uh, with the weakened conditions that you shouldn't use it uh, when you're drunk or, right. or right. under any illicit substances uh, because it's really... possible that they can, it's, you're easily, more easily possessed that way. Well, that kind of falls in the weakened condition. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. are uh, inebriated. Yeah. You are not in your right state of mind. So, yeah, we can condition. That yeah. falls in there. So that's why we haven't had any cocktails on tonight's show. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Never use Ouija boards in a graveyard or a place where terrible death has occurred or it will bring forth malevolent entities. Isn't that that new movie with Angelina Jolie, Malevolence? I don't know. No, I don't know. Malef- but you know what? I did want to mention <laughs> that uh, that there is a movie called Ouija coming out. Really? Uh, yeah. And it is, uh, yeah. Is it better than about, Witchboard? I think, no. No, I don't. From, <laughs> I've seen the, I've seen the. Have uh, you seen Witchboard? No. What? Okay. Oh, is it that bad? It's ter- terrible. Yeah. It's well, terrible. There, there is, there is a new Ouija movie coming out. And uh, yeah, we're going to have to go see that. It comes out sometime during October. Another one of my, one more, one more superstition, a Ouija station. The very first Ouija boards were made from the wood of coffins. Oh, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, no, no. I've heard that people would take coffin wood and they would make they would make uh, the Ouija board. Well, this is true, but it's not true. You okay. know what I mean? Uh, because a lot of the. DIY at home stuff before the quote unquote name brand Ouija mm-hmm. came out. The spirit boards, yeah. People could make their own chunk of wood and write some numbers and letters on it, yes and no. A lot of the stuff in the Museum of Talking Boards has these at home, you know, uh, planchettes, at home boards with no name on them. They don't say Ouija, they don't say Oracle, they don't mm-hmm. say anything. Because people were making them at home. These mediums were making them. Wood? Uh, come on. You know, if there's a old pile of wood that may be near a coffin factory, you know, and some medium thought it'd be, oh, it's, it's a coffin. This will be extra powerful. I will make a Ouija board or a talking spirit board out of a coffin. It's It seem, seems right to me, man. Yeah. Seems I mean, right to I, me. I would do it. Yeah. But... It's kind of that borderline, it is a superstition, it could be true, it could not be true. Wood is wood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what she said. <laughs> so uh, the Ouija is not 
Uh, well, some people will say it's not a game. Uh, yeah. Some people will say it's a tool. Some mm-hmm. people say it's an awesome game. Uh, some people think it's a work of art. Some uh, people trying to figure out where to plug the controller in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that happen? I don't know, probably. <laughs> Kids today. Oy. How do I replace the batteries on this? <laughs> right. I had to. I was like, yeah. batteries? <laughs> in a Ouija? Well, that's because it lights up. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, and not not with <laughs> ectoplasm. <laughs> right. So, but you know, it is a usually a very cool, uh, you know, piece of art. Yeah, and I, it's 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 very much in the pop culture. Yeah, I actually have a. I've talked to you about this. I have an older coffee table. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, you know espresso colored. Yeah. You know, and it has these like little indents on the top. Uh, basically, it's a a lowered uh, top. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I want to blow up a really neat looking uh, Ouija board. Yeah, you know, something old and kind of you know rough or beat up looking. Rustic, yeah. Rustic, yeah, with some character. And I want to blow it up to the size of my coffee table, and then shellac it and cover it with a polyurethane, and there we go. I got me a brand new, awesome Ouija board coffee table. Yeah, and I, I saw a guy that did that online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking it up, and he, you know, he has a DIY, you know, way to do it. And uh, you know, if you want to make one of these for yourselves, uh, so that you can have your own uh, Ouija coffee table, so you can right. put the coffee down on it, as well as you know, mess around with a planchette and try to uh, conjure up some spirits whenever you want. You and know, give it a shot. Yeah, and you can probably even order some Ouija pills. What? There is a beer called Ouija. Pills, as in Pilsner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a Ouija beer. It's a Ouija beer. Oh, so that's look awesome. Look that up and order you a six pack of that and sit at your Ouija coffee table or drink out of your Ouija flask or whatever. There's Ouija stuff everywhere. So I'm going to find some of this Ouija stuff uh, on Amazon and I'm going to make sure that this is on, a, on the link on our show notes mm-hmm. so you can uh, get your own Ouija stuff. It would be uh, pretty cool. And uh, whatever you buy, I think we make, you know, a couple of cents on, <laughs> on cents. every every dollar. So, yeah. you know, we could uh, we could use that to uh, keep the lights on for a little while. And, yeah, without the ghosts, yeah. you know, it'd be yeah. nice to have the lights on. Because you know what? No There's not that much glowing ectoplasm around here. We may even throw up a Curioso talking board shirt on our Zazzle account as well. Whoa. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for contacting Spirits with us today. <laughs> I appreciate you talking about the Ouija and... Uh, yep. And other talking know, boards and yeah. divinations. Yeah, it's awesome. And I uh, hope you've been enjoying our, our Halloween episode so far. And we're going to continue to do them for the... What are you going to call it, Joe? The Crypticker 5. Yeah, this is our second year doing an episode every single week of October. I really hope you're enjoying it. And uh, we're just around the corner from Halloween. Is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. We tweet at curioso podcast. And if you have any five star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.
Rogers in the 21st century. <laughs> Duck Dodgers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that what I said? Isn't that who he is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Was it Utonium? Ut- Unatanium? No, the... The, Plutonium. Um, Q35 space modulator. Yeah, and he was Duck Dodgers or whatever, <laughs> yeah, right? Duck Dodgers. Yeah. He's trying to fly in Planet X. Yeah. Was, yeah. He, when he was, uh, when he was the... the Duck yeah. Dodgers yeah. in the 21st and a half century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. You laughed at me, but it's like... Yeah, but you said, like... Did you know that when, <laughs> like, when Buck Rogers went into, like, the... Like, it was, like, 1996 or something like that. Yeah. It was when he was supposed to travel. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, it was so futury. time or something. We still haven't gotten flying cars. No. Mm-mm. No. Well, they, there's been a few prototypes. But yeah. That's, but that's all, it. Yeah. But they've all crashed and burned. Yeah. Well, it's because the Wright brothers didn't make it. <laughs>